Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And we are all about the whole person here at Rise Up For You. So if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self startup kit yet, you can text RISE Podcast, all one word, to 797979. And there you can also schedule a free success coaching call absolutely complimentary where we can support you both personally and professionally. Now today's guest is Chris Spurvey. Now Chris's focus is helping non-sales sellers find a way to grow their revenue in a consistent stress-free manner. He himself has sold over 300 million dollars in consulting services. He is an author and he published a book called Time to Sell Cultivating the Sales Mindset. He also founded MyRevenueRoom.com and today is a growth advisor to business owners and their management teams throughout the world. We had an amazing conversation and can't wait to share with you, Chris Spurvey. Well, welcome, Chris, to the Rise Up For You podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to being out with you. This is uh, exciting. What a great way to spend uh, my afternoon here in Newfoundland. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's dive right in. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I was to work backwards, uh, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm basically right now a uh, consultant uh, working with organizations primarily focused on uh, what I refer to as non-sales sellers, uh, people who don't have sales in their title, whether they're a business owner or a consultant. Person, um, and basically, I help these people get over some of the mental hurdles uh, that uh, that are p- planted tr- subconsciously in our brains around sales, uh, often being a dirty word. And uh, so that's what I presently do. But I mean, I my my whole story is rooted in the fact that I became better at sales once I got over some of those mental hurdles. Uh, so I, I became a leader within a consulting company and we sold that to KPMG in 2013. And then I spent four years traveling Canada, helping consultants in KPMG who desired to move up the ranks within such a large firm uh, to partner. Uh, I helped them uh, grow out their books of business through becoming better at sales. So, uh, and then I authored my book in t- uh, 2015 called "It's Time to Sell: Cultivating the Sales Mindset," which brought me down a whole this path that I'm currently on, which is, uh, you know, I jumped out, left KPMG in 2017, and everything I do today has been centered around this idea that, you know, what if we can become more comfortable, uh, happy in our own skin, uh, set uh, in sales, uh, doing sales. Uh, then we're going to be all that much more better because we're all in sales, whether it's in our title or not. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I love that you said that because we are, and I think sales is that, you know, selling and sales, people have that, like you said, that mindset around it, that, um, uh, not really liking it, not wanting to be called a salesperson, you know, so, um, but it's business, right? It's business. And, and I always say sales is really serving, right? So let's, let's talk a little bit about that too. And, and, you know, what's, What's works? What's not working anymore? Um, and some of the you know advice that you give. 
Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I think I think first, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's the first step in terms of becoming better at sales is to reframe it uh, from being something that you're pushing on people uh, to being uh, more of a pull uh, mindset. You know, mm-hmm. so being attractive, being genuine, being authentic, uh, identifying problems that are out there in the market that you can solve. And then find people with that problem and let's go solve them. And so it's a service uh, framing uh, that you start with. And then how do you become better at it? Well, the thing that I've learned is that if we focus on our strengths uh, and we focus less on our weaknesses, uh, then uh, we can be, we can frame up how to do it through our strengths. So one of the tools that I've been using a lot recently is StrengthsFinder. Uh, and through StrengthsFinder, uh, I love the tool because it gives you, it frames you up as, as a in, in, your, in the positive sense. So for example, I'm an amplifier, uh, I'm a maximizer, I'm a, tr- a futurist, uh, I have deep empathy, and I'm also competitive. So those are my <laughs> top five strengths. Now when you think about those top five, uh, and you know what, you have five strengths uh, as well, mm-hmm. and everybody does, right? So if you frame up this thing of sales through the, your strengths, it sort of uh, shows a whole new meaning to the concept. Um, so that's that. Now, in terms of what's what's working in today's environment, well, I think you, I think the word service is what immediately comes to mind. Is mm-hmm. uh, finding problem, knowing that you're going to bed at night, knowing there are people out there who are struggling to sleep tonight. They're struggling in their home life because they have a problem, whether you know, outside the home, that's not allowing them to be present. You know, and when you would take that, when you think about that, and you say. God, I can solve that for them. You got to—I mean—that makes you want to shout from the rooftop. But here, here's my solution. You right. know, um, and I guess then from there, it's uh, really—you know what—it's not about the features. Uh, it's about the benefit that of your product uh, or your mm-hmm. service, uh, and not to get too sucked into feature-based selling and more and, and focus more on the benefits uh, that you deliver, uh, because people make the decision to buy uh, based on how they feel. You know, you and I are having a wonderful conversation and I can feel your warmth, even though we're 10,000 kilometers <laughs> or miles away. Uh, you know, I, right. I can feel from you that you're a genuine and authentic person. I want to do business with that type of a person. So we feel that and then we have to justify it logically, right? right. Uh, so, this, the, so you want to wrap your sales process around feeling first, logic second, mm. uh, and, and kind of go from there. And yeah. I mean, if you'll allow me just to spend one more second on, on the types of things that are also working, I mean, we're in this internet world, uh, and the internet world means customers are going online and researching, um, you know, uh, ways to solve problems before they reach out to you as a service professional or a, sa- a salesperson. Um, and you should have your presence online feeling like somebody that they want to do business with right mm-hmm. uh, so and so by doing you give out content you be of service in the content that you deliver which makes your phone ring and then you take it from there so that's I mean that's a lot I just packed into five or six minutes <laughs> there but uh, you know that's that in my opinion is where it's all at right right well yeah no a lot came up for me when you were talking about that both as the seller and as the consumer you know for yeah. me it's uh, in you know, when I know that I can really serve someone, I can really help them. Um, it, 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 then it's like breaking through their beliefs about it. Right. Because yeah. 
anytime you ask people for money, there's going to be resistance. We're hardwired for it, right? So it's like getting over that saying, you know, this is how I can help you. But again, in your own um, mindset, what you're bringing to that table, you feeling comfortable and being able to get that message across, right? And then on the consumer side, for me, I have just a quick funny story about... um, uh, I did some bodybuilding in the past and, and I would move around and go into different gyms and I was, a, I did some training, but I went in as a consumer into this, into this fitness center. And, and I was telling, you know, the, the guy, the salesperson showing me around that, you know, I'm really more into weight training and this type of thing. And he kept wanting to bring me to the aerobics room because I'm a woman, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't really like to do aerobics. I, that's great. Nice room. But you know, so it's, you felt like I wasn't being listened to and heard. He was bringing his own, what he thought I should like, or, you know, typically what a woman likes. So again, just yeah. both sides of that, right? It's funny. Yeah, where, where he failed there, and I don't know if he failed as such, but let's just use the word he failed uh, because you didn't feel honored, mm-hmm. uh, is he didn't ask any questions. And uh, you, um, you know, I, I truly believe sales is uh, not about, again, pushing. It's about questioning uh, and questioning to help your buyer uncover uh, things inside them uh, that they don't even realize and you just you then use that information to determine if you have a solution to the problem so I'm a big uh, believer in what I refer to as the diagnostic conversation and the diagnostic conversation is sitting down with a prospective client uh, asking them about where they are presently you know uh, tell me the story of uh, why you're looking for a gin uh, you know uh, and then let the person talk mm-hmm. uh, then you move into so where are you now uh, you know, where, where do you want to go? What is worrying you? What's, what is, what's going right? And by asking these diagnostic-oriented questions, we, we really uncover uh, all kinds of inner motivations as to why why um, uh, you're there to begin with, looking mm-hmm. at this prospective gym, you know? And so you kind of take all that information and you move forward from there. And I would throw out this idea that, you know what, if uh, in terms of a buyer-seller relationship, as the seller... We don't want to be always doing all the work. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to figure out, is this prospect a real qualified person for me to be doing business with? The best way I've found is to give that person a little bit of work, a little bit of homework. And if they do that, they're qualifying themselves, right? So it's a, it's a give and take. The ultimate goal is let's arrive at a win-win. A mm-hmm. win for me as the seller is um, I'm doing something I love. And I'm passionate about and I'm getting paid what I feel I'm worth and my client is getting the solution to their problem at a price point that they're comfortable with right right because yeah. again we you know we can sell on a lot of different things right is it Absolutely. time is it money is it um, the person just wants the cheapest alternative you know it's it's there's a lot to it because you're bringing both your psychologies in that process together Yes, right. absolutely. It's a quite a mix, mismatch, <laughs> mix of stuff. Thing, you know, it's pretty pretty interesting when you try to peel back the layers of the onion there. Right, right. What what's your recommendation if you you know as as the as the seller, I guess, whether you're selling consulting services or selling a product, whatever you're selling, um, when you know in your heart, again, it's about being authentic and being real, right? Um, but you know in your heart that your product can really serve that person. What are some tips to help them get over that resistance and over those, their own, when you see it coming up, like they want to do it, but there's like these excuses and the, you know, uh, what are some tips to, to help them just see that? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
you're not going to, so let's just say as a seller, you're not going to win all uh, games, mm -hmm. uh, all battles, all experiences. Uh, so you kind of got to get that idea out of your mind that everybody, you're a savior for everybody. You're mm -hmm. really a savior for those that put up their hand and say, I'm ready uh, and want to move forward. Uh, and but I do get your point because you know you really want to help people, especially if you truly believe in your offer. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, one of the things that I would suggest uh, is uh, we, you know, as sellers, we, you know, you want to be really good at uh, painting pictures. You know, we 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 live in pictures. You know, we thinking pictures. When mm -hmm. I say the word refrigerator, instantly your mind, our minds go into our kitchen mm -hmm. and. There's right on the screen of our mind is a picture of our uh, refrigerators. Now we're not even seeing it right in front of us, yeah. but we are in our own minds. Right. So the fact that we think in pictures, to me, sales is all about painting the picture of the future possibilities. Mm. And uh, so by doing that, uh, that the prospect will either jump on that bus and believe in themselves and what you're offering enough to drive forward um, and, and they'll make their decision. Um, with that said, I don't believe in, in trying, I don't, I never believe in trying her, uh, trying to the point where you feel you're convincing, mm -hmm. uh, a prospect who you, who, who you've convinced over the start starting line. It very rarely uh, results in a win-win, mm -hmm. uh, because mostly within minutes of deciding to buy the psychology of buyer's remorse kicks in. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're fighting that uphill battle from the big right, right out of the gate. You really want hard to achieve, uh, that win-win out of the gate, you know, yeah. that helps. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, if you believe in what your, you know, your business, your product, your, what you're selling, then yeah, it's just having that passion and enthusiasm in, in, in that conversation with them. Right. And not, yeah, I, mean, I, I do believe, I, I, you know, the best way for us as sellers, uh, because when we get into a convincing mindset, it's really a lack, a lack mindset. Mm -hmm. And the lack mindset is rooted in the fact that we may not have enough prospects in our own sales funnel, uh, such that we feel we, our uh, security is relying on that one or two or three prospects. But if we really focus on the top of the funnel uh, and we, you know, through our marketing, uh, through our outreach, through finding referrals from existing clients. So you have a, a really solid process amongst uh, within your existing clients, whereby you ask for referrals, you have an outbound marketing thing going on, uh, you know, and so if you get that right, you have all the abundance in the world to be able to do the right thing uh, with, with any particular prospect. And if any particular prospect is putting up resistance, uh, then, uh, you know, you move on because right. you got all the people just to help. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think now it's for me anyway, it's so much more about relationship, you know, feeling yes. good about that, uh, person you're doing business with, especially in a consulting or coaching or, you know, that type of relationship or, um, you know, when I was training, it's, it's just a very personal service, you know, type of relationship. So, yeah. Again, the win-win is so important. So important, 
yeah, and establish that right out of the gate. So that's where, I mean, in my opinion, we all should be focused on, especially on the personal services side of things, uh, because it's personal and uh, it's not a product that someone buys and drives away with. Uh, you're there, you as the service provider are there for the long haul. And the ultimate goal is obviously to get to a trusted advisor stage where, you know, they, they are, um, you know, they, they, they see you as a part of the equation for the long haul. You know? mm, right, yeah. right. Um, different programs that I've been in, you know, it's funny because I've gotten some coaching both sides. I've been a coach and I've gotten my own coaching as well. But um, what is, as well. yeah, what, you know, right? Every coach needs a coach. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but what is your opinion on, um, now I've heard a couple different things, like when you're in that first discovery call or, you know, consultation to not coach and to not you know, give too much away because then they won't want to buy from you. But then other people, it's all about, you know, you see some of the online influencers, they're giving a lot away, a lot of content, a lot of value, you know, and then they ask for the sale as well, whatever program they're selling. But what's your opinion on, on that? I, um, you know, so my head goes to on that, it's all about intention, right? Mm. So if you as a nurturing personality feel uh, rewarded, by the the giving on the front end, uh, then you do that, right? Mm. Um, and but if you uh, you know if you're less of a nurturer and more of a process oriented person, you know, lots of engineers out there as personalities that feel need the need for structure mm -hmm. um, uh, and driving things through. You know, I think we all arrive at our results um, in in a way that feels good for us. Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm with you. I, I pack on the value on the front end uh, because, and, and, you know, it all shakes out well for me. Uh, and I, I don't, I try not to second guess any of that. I think the worst thing we can do is get ourselves caught second guessing. Should we do it this way or should we do it that way? Um, just do it the way we, we kind of authentic, we, we feel that's unique to our personalities. Mm. Right. Um, but I do, I have a structure. I mean, I mentioned the diagnostic conversation. So a discovery converse, a call for me is asking a series of questions, um, listening, summation of mm -hmm. what I heard, uh, and and then say, would it be helpful if, right? And and I always make sure my pro the person I'm talking to uh, has the first piece of homework. You know, so when we get, so my understanding is this, you're going to send me this by this date. I'm going to respond to you by Wednesday, and we'll get on a follow-up call on Thursday. Right. And you nail down that next step uh, always uh, before you get off. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just go with that. I, and it feels right for me. Um, and I close a, a, a decent percentage of the people I talk to. And then, I don't know. And my, my bank account is okay about it. Right, so, <laughs> right sure, so, sure. Yeah, so it's, it works. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I don't know how, that's helpful. I hope it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do. I do believe as well the in the giving side because it does build trust. And I've been on a lot of webinars and I'll, and listen to a lot of things where it's you know you're waiting for just tell me and they don't tell you know oh you have to buy it to find out the big answer you know and it's like know. oh you know give me something you know. Yeah, I went down that path once. Uh, I put a timer on my webinar and uh, so you got to buy by 20 24 hours mm -hmm. and here was the clock and they and, and you know and it would reset every time someone went into it so it was a lot of baloney <laughs> it didn't feel authentic for me and therefore it didn't work for me 
Yeah. Uh, so I went with what I felt was right for me, and, and it works, right? So um, that's that's what I say with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not dissing anybody who's doing it. Uh, because they're doing it for their own reasons. Sure, sure. And some people use bonuses and different things just to create that yeah. urgency to get people because yeah. you got to get them off the fence sometimes. And exactly. But you're right. I think if your intention is, again, you're serving, you're providing a great product, you're you're behind it. It's not just, you know, oh, yes, we all need to make money to sustain the business and sustain our message in the world. But it's, right. it, you know, but it's also, um, like you said, the win-win in feeling good about it and in, in doing what feels authentic to you and and uh what you like to see when you're the consumer so i think it's right, both sides right. yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah. And, I, and i think you're we're, we're saying that we're, we're, you both of us are on the same wavelength i i think the worst things that we can do is become copycats uh, mm-hmm. and do things because they uh, they appear to work uh or are, are being told they work you make your own decision based on who you are as a person is what i would say around a lot of that yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And that's a, a great place to segue into our power section of the interview. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. And uh, yeah, I want to get your, your opinion. So uh, what is one book that has had a massive impact on you? The one book that's had a massive impact on me that no one has probably heard of uh, is a book called Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, uh, <laughs> The Art of Vision and Self-Motivation. Uh, it was a book that, for me, when I read it, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, re- I didn't hear the word vision up until then. And I read this about twenty years ago. Uh, this book, uh, and the fact is, we have, a, we all have a vision for our lives, uh, and it's either a motivating vision or not a motivating vision. Mm. And uh, I've been writing visions now for twenty years, uh, and again, going back to, uh, uh, you know, we think in pictures. A vision is nothing more than a picture pa- uh, painted in words. And so I read my vision every single morning, and that's what motivates me to move forward in the direction I'm going. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah. I have not heard of it. Richard, so. Brooke. Richard Brooke is the author of the book. Great. Thank you for that. Okay. How about one quote that you live by? You know what? It's a quote. Uh, I don't know who, who, who it actually originates with, but my head goes to, uh, so the, the, the quote is, to get the energy to do the thing, we just got to do the thing. Uh, and when I, uh, I, rem- I reflect on my earliest part of my career as uh, working for, in marketing, I was asked to speak to a group of 500 people. And I had never spoken in front of an audience in my life. I was 23 <laughs> years old. And I walked up on the stage and I just repeated to myself with all the sweat on my hands from, from nerves you could get. And I just repeated to myself to get the energy to do the thing. I'm just going to do it. And as I said it, I was speaking my first words to the audience and I was off to the races from there. So just do mm, it. Yeah, I like that. That's great. Okay. If you could leave the world with one final message, one golden nugget, what would it be? Well, it would be craft a vision for your life that's uh, compelling, that has deep energy, feel has you know feels good for you and your bones, uh, that it's, it's the life you want to live. Uh, and by having that vision, it'll you'll and if it's the right one, you'll feel the natural self motivation that comes from something powerful like that. And that's when life can really take off. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Um, okay, so how do we support you and find you? you yeah, just go to my website, chrisspurvey.com, uh, uh, uh You can download my book, actually, It's Time to Sell, uh, for free on the website, the electronic version. And uh, I'm also the founder of an online community called My Revenue Room, 
uh, myrevenueroom.com, and uh, it's designed towards uh, solopreneurs, uh, consultants, coaches type people, and it's just a, a community of people uh, all striving to grow the revenue. So check that out. Oh, great. Fantastic. All right. One last question. Now, as yeah. you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? Rise Up For Me means taking control uh, of your life. Uh, you know, we... We all have the power within us to choose uh, every single day uh, what we do and how we feel. Mm. Uh, and rise up for, for you means, uh, for me, uh, is all about throwing apathy aside, throwing, um, uh, you know, uh, your past aside if it's not serving you, mm. and just move forward. Uh, take a step every day. I think I read one, one somewhere, there's a, there's a path forward all the time. There's always a way forward. Uh, so just take steps every single day to, to, to go after it. Nice. Wonderful. Well, that is great. And uh, that's, you know, what it means to us as well. So thank you so much. And thank you for our interview today. It was really great getting to know you. And I think it's, uh, you know, really served our audience because, uh, like we said, sales can be that little dirty four-letter word that we don't want to talk about. But it's so Absolutely. important in, in how we, um, you know, how we get our message out there. So yeah, thank yeah, you so much. You're welcome. That no, was phenomenal. I'm, I'm very honored to meet you and uh, you're very genuine and authentic. I can feel it and that's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly. And also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode. But until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.